Praise the Lord, hallelujah. To God be all glory. We just want to welcome y'all here today to Blow the Trumpet Ministries podcast. We'd also like to invite you to come and join us every Sunday, 11.30 a.m. at 1609 Havana Street. That's in Aurora, Colorado, 80010. You can also join us on Facebook. That's Blow the Trumpet Ministries Aurora. Also, you can go to our website. Look for Blow the Trumpet Ministries Aurora, Colorado. Check us out. Be a blessing. You can go to Giveify and do that. That's Giveify and look for the Blow the Trumpet logo with the man blowing the shofar. Well, I hope everybody's blessed today. We're going to go ahead and get this party started. I'm going to be coming out of Joshua 24, 15, the King James Version. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for another opportunity, another day to serve a God like you, Father, dear Lord. We just thank you, Father. There is no other God like you, Father. You are the King of kings, Lord of lords, Father. Great I am, Father. And we just thank you for the privilege to be able to serve you. That's why this message is entitled, Who Do You Choose? See... Here in uh, Joshua 24, 15, we find Joshua, one of Israel's most faithful leaders, clearly calling the people to make a choice between serving other gods or serving the one true God. See, Joshua sets the example with this declaration. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. See, today we face the same dilemma. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one, despise the other. Perhaps something is dividing your service to God. Like Joshua, have you made a clear choice for yourself and your family to serve the Lord alone? You see, half-hearted service is insincere and hypocritical. It lacks honesty and integrity. Our devotion to God must be authentic and transparent. True worship of the living God must come from, come on, y'all, stay with me, y'all here, y'all wait, from the heart. 
It can't be forced on us by rules and commands. It is rooted in genuine love. When we are more attached to our things, we cannot serve God wholeheartedly. God extends his invitation to us and we must decide. Some call this invitation and response a transaction of faith. God calls us to salvation by grace. See, every four years we choose between leaders with different opinions and ideologies and that choice affects our lives for years to come. And we're all asking and some of us are arguing about what qualities a good leader should have. In all reality, this should not be about who we should vote for, but in all our choices and struggles, we have an opportunity to look to Jesus for guidance. What does Jesus have to teach us about what a leader looks like? We can look to Jesus for examples of wise, loving leaderships. But Jesus is so different from many earthly leaders that it seems foolish to compare them, especially when the more important comparisons is between Jesus and ourselves. Can I get amen on that, huh? If we are really truthful, it should be about giving Jesus our whole hearts, valuing others, acting with compassion and forgiving much more often than we'd like. We can let our compassion instead of our desires to be right motivate our actions. We can forgive even before being asked. We can be like the leaders we want to see. Remember when Jesus calls the Pharisees a brood of vipers in Matthew 12, 34. Yeah, some harsh words, uh-huh. But you got to realize the Pharisees had great religious influence wouldn't have been better strategy for Jesus to tone it down a bit? But we must understand that Jesus speaks the truth without fear of repercussion. He's concerned with sharing his message. He's not going for the got you moment or the truth bomb. Make your commitments to Jesus be far greater than your commitment to earthly leaders, even when following him is difficult. Why is Jesus willing to tell us to deny ourselves and follow him? Because he loves us. And that's what it will take to have a relationship with him. Jesus values us so much that he paid our debt for sin with his death. Paul tells us for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame. Hebrews 12, 2. The joy of fellowship with us was greater to him than the pain of the cross. And he doesn't stop there. He's still seeking us. He's still calling us. He can't be stopped because his love for us is relentless. Now, come on, y'all should get excited. Can I just get somebody to get a little excited? See, Jesus loves us. He loves us to the end. He never leaves nor forsakes those who serve him. His love for us is constant, even in the time of our slackness our departure from him. He still visits us in his faithfulness with his kind correction in order to attach us to him or to call us back to his side in the hour of our suffering. He makes good his presence a divine support. When every earthly thing fails us, the faithful promiser will fulfill his word and receive us to himself that we may dwell in his glory. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, 
we serve just such a kind God, a glorious God, a forgiving God, a understanding God, a long-suffering God. Hallelujah, Father, the Lord, a God that loves us even before we loved ourselves, Father. So I'm choosing to serve Jesus, me and my house, Father. Our vote is unanimous, Father, dear Lord, because his love for us is a unanimous love, Father. A mental, past all mental comprehension we could have, Father. It's not even possible for us, Father, dear Lord, to even to be able to just understand how much he loves us, Father. We thank you for his great love in Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Kevin Rollins with Blow the Trumpet Ministries. God bless you. Changes when a number written on the front raises. 